First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, dobre den, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, episode 108 of the Two Beers Podcast. Sports and movies, Jordan and Drew, slanging it on the reel, keeping it tight this week. Keep tight, it tight. Tight, 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 Oh, I should have had the, I should have had the Tuco. Uh, tight like a tiger. Man, so many missed opportunities on that one. Aye, aye, aye. How you doing, Drew? Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing well, Jordan. Doing well. Well, well, Really? Because well. a minute ago you said not so well, but um, we It's are. all right. You know what? For the fans, I'm doing fan-effing Fantastic. Look at you. That's why Team we do player. It. That's why I do it, man. All right. You know What's what? It, ha, you what? know what half a life is? No. Just showing up. Um. All right. Cool. <laughs> you right? What movie is that? Isn't that, isn't that a quote from a movie? I don't know, man. <laughs> you uh, ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Assume positions for the two Bruce salute. Three, two, one. Oh, wait. Wrong end of the damn thing. Hold on. Oh, wait a second. Is this a little twisty thing? Oh, hold on. Oh, it's not a twist top. Damn it. All right. Sorry. Ah. Um. That was a lot of dad noises just to open a beer. My bad. Um. So, I meant to drink some uh, German beer for Oktoberfest, and then I my stomach was turning inside out last week. So I finally have the world's oldest brewery, Weihenstaffner. I can't even pronounce it. Weihenstaffner, original premium. Uh, what you got, Drew? I'm just drinking some old-fashioned Jack this week, Jo. Jack Daniels, if you please. Yes, sir. Knock me to my knees. All right, lot to get to here. Let's let's do this thing. Um, boxing. There was there was a lot of boxing uh, this past weekend. We were there live. Well, one of us was. One of us was there live and in color. Um, just a couple notes before we get to that. Katie Taylor wins easily. Um, you know, fights to be had for her. Zapeta, who I've been saying since the <laughs> since the pandemic since. It's been like two years now that dude fought outside in the pandemic, and I was like, whoa, this dude's for real. Finally, the rest of the world is caught up, and he's a problem at 135. Absolutely dominates Jojo Diaz. I, by my estimation, wins every round. Um, you know, so, Gee, who couple, called that? Who could have possibly called that? We did. <laughs> That's why I said. Like, he, like, he's, like, I've, I've, just, I've never understood – the fascination with with him, like I get it, he stays in the pocket. I mean, clear, clearly he stood in the pocket like a punching bag for this fight. But like the most, Zapata threw the most punches ever at lightweight and landed. I think it was the most body shots ever, 167. I just look. No one's saying this. Jojo Diaz can take a damn punch, like. Can you imagine yeah. getting punched punched to the gut 167 times in in a single night? 
Good well, lord. Yeah. Well, I get it, and that and that's why I always thought he was just the perfect opponent for um for everybody Ryan. who's decent at one thirty five. Well, and Ra- especially <laughs> especially Ryan Garcia, because one again he'll 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 make it you know he'll make it uh, in the trenches fight, which you know fans want to see. But the fact that he takes all those shots, like it, he would he would just be tailor made for uh, Garcia to deliver one of those thudding. Uh, you know, liver, liver shots. Shot. Yeah, liver yeah. shots too. And that would be like, you know, he stopped JoJo Diaz. It just, it may still happen. I mean, we may, it would be hilarious if we saw Garcia, uh, JoJo Diaz next. Yeah, that, JoJo's just, he's not powerful enough at this weight. He doesn't yeah. move enough. Like, he, the, he does a lot of things well, and then he just does a lot of things not well at the same time. So, yeah. He, I mean, he's, yeah. An, he's an intriguing fighter, but. Um, his action kind of is what brings people to the table as opposed to his overall package. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, but, man, every th- it's kind of crazy, though, because everybody's trying to match make Zepeda with, like, all the top guys, and I'm just like, are we really there yet? Like, just because he beat JoJo Diaz? like Why not throw him in? Throw him all in right, the fire. Like, with who? <laughs> I mean, I see. I don't know if he's with if he's with Golden Boy and Des- I. I don't. I, at this point, I don't even care about these networks and who's with who. Like whatever. But like, if Zapata's with Golden Boy to zone, dude, like get that momentum and put him in there with Garcia at 140, like or at catchweight. Why not? Man, I I think that's like a bad ma- I think that's a bad matchup for Ryan. I don't know. I I still think Ryan wins, but yeah, I mean, I but I think it's a fight that. Like you haven't seen him, like you haven't really seen him have to get. No, that's not true. Campbell tested him. I don't know. I just I'm at the point where like how many how many like light touches do like the big guys need? Like Zapata, yeah. Like maybe that maybe that isn't the best move for Zapata because he's built he's really built momentum, and if he were to get knocked out by Garcia, he'd fall all the way to the bottom again. But I mean, I, I mean for for Garcia, if you can't get tank like. Who else are you gonna fight that anyone's gonna give a shit about? Like, I, I think the opposite. I think I think okay. Zapata is way too dangerous for Garcia. I think Garcia needs okay. the mega fight first and then go and fight Zapata afterwards. Okay. So, and I think the same thing with Tank. Any of these guys at 135. I think Zapata is in that like. I don't. I'm not saying he's on the level of Boots or Ortiz, but he's in that class of crap. He's he's too good to let the top guys fight him, but there's nobody else for him to fight. Like he's ready, but it's it would be a bad idea for the promotion to let the top guys fight him. Like that's kind of how I view Cepeda at this point. Like like Loma, that's a like every, it's all a bad idea. The top like the top guys need to fight the same people we've been calling to to fight each other for the past like year and a half. They all still need to fight. And before they go start ma- matchmaking with Zapata, is my opinion. But oh well. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Um, awesome. Okay, and then the top ranked card was good. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the pro- who would, who did you like? What, what guys did you see? Did you, did you see Tiger Johnson and all them? Yeah, uh, I think we only missed the first two fights, but we saw Tiger Johnson. Um. Duke Reglan stole a decision uh, against LeBron. That I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big Duke believer. I mean, he. I'm that was. Not. I. I mean, that was highway robber. I. I don't even know what rounds he won. To be honest with you. Um, 
I'm not. I'm not a big believer. I shouldn't say that, but maybe because all I did was see like a couple rounds. But everyone's talking up that. Is it Abdullah Mason or Mason Abdullah or what, what's his name? I, I don't know. Everyone's talking him up, and I'm just like, I didn't see the same thing everyone else saw. But again, I only saw a couple rounds, so maybe I just maybe I'm I maybe I just need to see more. Yeah. Um, Richie Torres. Uh, Ooh. Which his his uh his aunt and uncle were sitting next to us, which was pretty fun, because uh, cool. the guy the guy he fought is a boxing coach of a group of guys that was in front of that was in the row ahead of them, so that was kind of fun, like a little uh you know little little rat rat rasin before the fight, which lasted all of like eight seconds into the fight. Mm. Um, yeah, man, it was uh he I mean, I listen I I don't know how he'll. I don't know how he'll do against some of the bigger heavyweights, but I, I just like him. He's like he stays busy, like he throws combos, and like he just he just fucking throws hard punches, man. I like if top rank plays this right, and like the rest of the heavyweight division, like the top guys kind of age each other out. Like I can't wait for uh, a Torres Jared Anderson fight. I'm excited for that. Like that's my I, man. I don't know. I I really. I mean, big baby. Would, I would fit, big fit. I mean, big baby would would I think a couple win that fight. a couple comments to that. One, the top rank stable, like all these guys are getting way too like buddy buddy with each other, and it goes back to what Roy Jones always said. Like he didn't want to be friends with anybody within a couple weight classes of him because he knew that they could fight each other. But like all these top rank guys, like Torres, like they're all cool with each other. So Torres is gonna go fight Big Baby. Like that's kind of awkward. But also after like Berlanga flamed out after. You know, thinking he was like the next big thing, I'm kind of wary of a guy like Torres. Like, he's real herky jerky in there, and and like, I I just he might end up being awesome. His stance is so wide open; it's like everything about it's awkward. So I don't I don't really know what to make of it. I, I'm I'm hoping he ends up being great, but there's a long way to go. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's only had like six fights, if that. So I'm just saying, like, as you as over the next couple of year and a half, like some of these guys are going to start to go out, you know, like, I mean, Joy Joyce is 39 years old for God's sakes. Like he's not young or 37. Like these guys, yeah. these guys are on the back nine for the most part. So like the young crop of heavyweights eventually have to take over. And like, if you yeah. have, you know, I can see like an Anderson, uh, Torres fight, but, uh, so that was fun. Uh, Rosby Ramirez was fun. Like, yeah, like he started Rebasi. off really Robesi, yeah, like he started off really fast and thought it was gonna be a quick knockout. Yeah, and he kind of like just went into cruise control and didn't show a lot of variety in his yes. uh, in his technique and skills. But then he, I mean, then he poured it on late and and got a stoppage. So um, I'm still. That's the second time we've seen him now um, in the Hulu theater. I am uh, obviously, you know, what's his name? Uh, not what's his face. Um, Val with 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 Shakur the Shakur moving up you know top rank it looks like they're positioning Valdez versus Navarrete not officially signed yet but I would have loved to see Navarrete versus this guy just because he does have some he does have some real power to him so like I'd be curious to see how Navarrete handles you know with his poor technique and lunging in a lot how he would how he'd be able to handle somebody with some real crack at one twenty six. Yeah. So that's I, I mean that could still happen at one thirty. Um, 
but we'll see. So, again, got the stoppage. Looked, you know, in the, I think the fight went eight rounds, maybe nine, but in eight rounds, I thought he looked awesome in four of them and looked blah in the other four, but again, still exciting. Yeah, I think that's well said. It's just kind of, he doesn't give you a complete fight, so like you're excited, but at the same time, you're like, uh, what am I getting at? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, exciting. Um, who else? Who else? Is that that's just take us, it takes us to Loma. Takes us to the main event, man. Ooh. Loma. La Loma Chenko. Uh, yeah listen um really cool uh, everything was really cool the the crowd was hyped for him a lot of a lot of ukrainian support uh you know i I, we watched we're watching the way on front i was like jesus ortiz is huge man like he's a big he really was um i don't know i like i was watching obviously lomachenko wins uh unanimous decision 117, 111, 116, 112, 115, 113. Uh, obviously, the yeah, Lomachenko haters, which are just hilarious. I think he lost that fight, which I guess even some people that are fans of him like thought he lost. The, I, I I can't. I, I thought the fight was fairly easy to score, and like I like watching it live. Like I was a little, I was a little disappointed. Like it seemed like two things. One, I thought he got touched up a little bit more than he normally does, and I think the... Oh, for sure. I, yeah. I think the copy box will, will supports that. I, di- I did feel like a lot of that shit was just, like, hitting glo- like hitting the guard. Like, I didn't think a lot was getting through to the face. Maybe does I'm wrong. Copy box hate Lomachenko? I feel like we say this every No, no, no. And maybe fight. it's... And again, it's hard. Like, it's hard to tell. Like, I, I'm, I don't I'm, know, but I'm watching it... I know, I'm also, I know they don't hate Lomachenko. We talked <laughs> but I'm also, I'm also, I'm also, <laughs> I'm also biased because, like, live, like, and you brought this up, like so many Loma jabs just like snapped um Ortiz Ortiz's head back like like just like snapped him and I'm like wow he's just Yeah so the whereas box... where Ortiz whereas where Ortiz would throw a jab or and like Loma just like didn't seem all that fate so like I, I was yeah. just like and I'm sitting there watching it like I and may, and I also was scoring it I also probably was scoring it unfairly because I've obviously seen the Duke Ragon um the Duke Raygon uh, robbery. I'm like, Ortiz is going to have to definitely win rounds to get rounds because there's too much at stake with Haney Lomachenko. So like in a round where you know, I think I think you and Gofor texting scores back or some people scratch scores back. Like Ortiz outlanded Loma by one punch, one punch. I think in like round two or three. Like Ortiz isn't getting that round. Like it's just not like in that situation. Like and just because you outlanded somebody in a round doesn't mean you won it anyway. But like I thought, there were a lot of a lot of punches where he comboed up late in the round on Loma to the body. Like he'd throw like a, a flurry of like three or four punches, and maybe that's how some of the compu box added up. I also thought Loma did a poor job, which he's usually pretty good at. In the clunches, he like it seemed like he was really looking for the ref to break that up instead of trying to fight his way out of it and catch him with something like he caught Comey back in December. Um, but you know and. And he got he got caught with a couple of um, you know he got caught with a couple a couple of good shots from Ortiz some uppercuts by doing that and I was just like, man, this is like insane. Not not as typical. Yeah, it was it was just weird. Like, um, but like, and but so I like I had it nine three. And again, like I'm there like swing rounds like I, in my and I scored it this way. I'm like. Ortiz isn't getting any of those. So, like, that in my mind, as I'm like, all right, where's this going? Like, that's how I had it. Like, I to me, Loma swept all three. And, again, like, in the CompuPox, like, Ortiz had landed more in the 12th. But, like, Loma was way more effective in the 12th round. So, I don't know where those punches were. But, like, like Loma won the 12th round. Like, I don't 
I, I don't even yeah. see how that was possible. Um, so that's how I had. I think you had it eight four, right? I had it eight four. Um, so one sixteen one. Yeah. So one sixteen yeah, comments. Um, so yeah. To your point, um, and and what I said before, the power punches as per the CompuBox favored Ortiz pretty heavily, but like even Ortiz's quote unquote power punches that landed, um, like Loma's jabs just like snapped his head back. Like they were more devastating than Ortiz's power punches at times, um, and so you know I don't know that the power punches was a barometer of damage like it usually is um yeah i you know i had it four four through eight and then loma pretty much i guess taking the last four and so to your point i mean there was a, a couple where ortiz it, it was close but loma i thought and again I'm, I'm i'm looking at exchanges like okay yeah, this guy wins this moment. Oh, this guy tries to come back. Did he even it up? Eh, probably not. Okay, now this guy widens the gap yet again. That that kind of thing. Um, one thing I thought was interesting was Ortiz was. I did not expect this. I even said it last week. But Ortiz has that style where he just kind of gets his swagger going and puts his hands down. He was able to land like some some jabs and body shots. Like coming out of like a relaxed stance against Loma, and that was just strange to me because Loma's usually the one that's the quick twitch and the quick reactor. I was amazed that Ortiz could actually like land on like yeah, you expect Ortiz to be bigger, but Ortiz was able to do some of that kind of crap, and I was that that was a little bit annoying as a Loma fan that he wasn't able to like really get uh, or you know Ortiz was had a little bit of success with some of that. Um, and then just a technical thing that I'm seeing with Loma here, his last couple fights, it didn't matter against Nakatani and Comey. It didn't matter against Ortiz. It definitely mattered against Tio, but against some of these bigger guys, like Loma has like, what's the word I want to use? Like, I don't know. I want to say stopped, but like, he's not using as much of his, matrix moves as he used to and like when these bigger guys are pressing him he's backing he just backs up and takes himself out of range which is fine but one it looks like you're running two especially when you bounce off the ropes and do it three we just saw canelo basically do that same thing but bevel was able to stay on his ass and get him eventually because if you just keep coming you run they run out of room to back up and ortiz did that to loma a couple times and four when you're when you all you do is back up when the other guy's on offense you're taking yourself out of countering range which is loma's like number one thing that he does is that he like slips ducks dips slips and pulls changes the angles and hits these guys with shots that they can't even see and that's why his power shots do so much damage because these guys can't even see him. And I don't know why he's like taking himself out of range for these things. And it's like, I'm like, dude, like this, you were, you're built different than this. Like why, like dip and slide to the side. Don't, don't just keep backing up. So I was a little bit frustrated with that, even though I thought, I, I thought that's why the punch stats 
and the visuals made people think that Loma again it's it's a bad visual and it's how opponents are scoring because you're just backing up instead yeah. of moving like moving side to side um that was my like frustration takeaway from it but other than that i mean you know a little bit of ring rust i, I even haney haney got in the ring afterwards and said you know like hey i you know probably not his best performance he'll probably admit that and i know i'll see a better version on fight night devin just keeps saying all the right things he keeps doing all the right things like God, like i'm sorry i love devin too like he's he's doing and saying all the right things I mean, he goes to Australia, takes those fights. He wants the belts. I I can't wait for these guys to fight. I'll be rooting for Loma slightly, but like, I can't. I still like Devin, so, um, I guess that's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you all the all the way. You, you you hit some hit some great points there on like the Phillies that are about to get no hit in a World Series game. Um, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, it, you know, I I really I thought it was. And I also listened, it, it was really cool actually being there and watching, um, watching Haney like come in the ring after the fight to kind of do a face off with with Loma. Like, you know, Tio. I know Tio did that or Loma did that with Tio back uh, in 2019 before the world shut down. Like, it's just it's just kind of cool. You get two fighters in the ring that are like, all right, let's go. Because especially in the you know where we are now with all these dudes, you know that are quote unquote big fights. That I'm um, like, we can't, we can't say their, we can't say their names, like, or people will know they exist. It's like it's WWE versus WCW. Like, can't, you can't don't, don't say the other, the other, other places' name because people might, might think they're out there. Um, I just thought it, yeah, like that was really cool and watching those guys interact. Um, you know, and Loma just sitting there saying. Whatever this dude wants, he's the chair. Like none, none of this. He's none of this. Well, he's got more pay per view buys. He's got this. He's got that. Which he doesn't. He's like he's the he's the world champion. Like he wants a rematch clause. He gets a rematch clause. He wants to fight in his hometown. Fight in his home. Whatever he wants, he dictates the turn. Like that's what it is. Like I need I need I need this more than he does. So this is what it is. Yeah. Um. By the way, speaking of of um, you know, a side, b side, and all this, as we're recording. Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence are actively tweeting at each other, full full of emojis and everything, and it's just like, ah, this Tremendous. is just it's just devolved into like high school like tw- like cheerleader like bitterness, Ugh, ridiculous. Yeah, it's just tremendous stuff. Tremendous stuff. Um, yeah, and lastly, it's and it's funny people like saw them in the ring together and like their size difference. I'm just kind of like. Well, I mean, Devin's like, like De- Devin's post fight is probably put on, you know, twenty pounds since he fought Cambosis. He's probably wearing like big sneakers, what these these guys do. Like, I, I mean, he's obviously bigger than Lomachenko, but he's younger, faster. I get it. It's like, oh, people are oh, going talk about Lomo is old, his size. If he loses this and that, I'm just like, that's so lame. It's like, so like, if 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 Haney loses, like, are Haney fans not gonna are not gonna say, oh, he was weight trained and he outgrew the weight class? It's like. Any fan base of any fighter just makes excuses. You know, like the extremists are always just going to make excuses. Like it's so funny how one side thinks they're absolved from from that. But listen, I hope we get the fight. My thought is, what do you think? April, March, or April, twenty twenty two. Sounds right. I mean, I don't see why. Yeah, I'll be curious where they put it. Like I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. 
Like you could say Vegas because that's where that's Dady's uh, Devin's hometown. But like, I don't know. I don't think he. I mean, I, they just had a fight there against uh, JoJo, and I don't think it did particularly well from a, a ticket sales perspective. So, um, yeah, I'll be curious where they do play. If it's in MSG, that'd be awesome. I'm going regardless of where it is. I don't care. Even if yeah, I myself. I'm going. Uh, I'm uh, with you. I'm just. I, that's why I didn't go to these last couple. I'm saving up my nickels and pennies. Um, there's there's only two fights that are gonna that are gonna get me to travel at this point, and it's Loma Haney, and if these two knuckleheads ever fight, um, which is just funny because <laughs> see how Crawford and Spence tweeting at each other, and all the PBC stands are just chiming in like like little Chihuahuas on the side. Uh, this is <laughs> this is this is a gr- a great tweet. Spence versus Crawford is finally happening on Twitter right now. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, raging at raging babe. <laughs> that's great. Oh, it's so sad. Anyway, uh, let's talk about a fight that's actually happening. Now that we recap those other ones, um, Zerto Ramirez versus Bevel. Uh, that's coming up this weekend. It's on DAZN, uh, correct? DAZN, correct. Um, so they are what? Unifying two of the belts or three of the belts? No, Bivol's only got one belt. Bivol's got one, and and um, does Zerto have one? No, Bivol, no. Oh, okay. uh, better be, better be has got the other three. Come on, bro. Oh, oh god, yeah. Amateur, <laughs> amateur hour. How yeah, can amateur I, I hour. Artur. Um, yeah, no, but Zerto. All right, so do you you want to do the tail of the tape, or do you have it? I don't want to. Bivol's gonna beat this guy up. He's gonna smash him listen like zerto he's like an awkward kind of fighter which makes him intriguing um he's slow he's not yeah. good like, this is like it's it's kind of like how i i, I see canelo nah it's it's different like it's where you look at canelo versus benavidez and it's like yeah cool benavidez has like power and he's got fast hands but like he's he's so slow like how's he he's he's not like that stuff's not gonna work on a canelo look. so just Res- like a, so, respectfully, I don't see that as a comparison. No, I'm just all. saying. No, it's not like I'm just saying. Like when I, when you, when people are like, "Oh, this is this is going to be a great matchup." Like I don't think it is. Like I just, I think no, I, I don't think it is. I, I, that's why I don't think I'm saying I don't think Canelo better be or Benavides is this like compelling matchup that people. No, think I, it, is. it could be. It just kind of. Yeah, depends, may, I mean, maybe but... I, I just, yeah, I think he's too skilled. So I'm just saying, I, I think Bivol is just way too skilled for Zerto and. Um, he's too everything. He has a he has a he's more powerful. He has a better motor. He's better skills. He's a tougher chin. Like it's it's just gonna be. He's gonna outclass him in every way. Like Zerto, his big thing. Like his big thing was he wanted to get to fifty and zero. So and they admitted that like yeah you know what we know we're not putting him up against better you know the best competition but. We really want to get him to fifty and zero, and I don't. What what is his record now? I I don't I don't think they got there. I don't know. Not um, sure what it is. Do I still have the box track up? I don't. So I was not I was not overly prepared because I just like, I just I'm just not amped for this fight because I'm just like I I just think Bivol's gonna whoop his ass. It, exactly. There's a lot of people that are amped for this fight, and I, I'm really not either. Um, his record is uh forty four and zero. This is gonna be his forty fifth. Um, so yeah, he's 44 and 0, which is a big number. Um, you know, you look through his resume and it's just, 
I don't know. Like, who am I missing here? Uh, Maxine Vlasov, okay. Um, Jesse Hart was a name at one point. He beat him twice. Then Vasilov gave uh, Joe Smith everything, uh, everything he could handle. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, Vasilov, Jesse Hart. Um, there, was, there was a couple guys with some zeros, but, like, I don't know. Like, the last guy, he KO'd some guy, Dominic Bozel, earlier this year, in May of, of this year. The guy just stood there like a punching bag. It was insane. And Zerto just looked super slow, just just hitting him. Which I skipped that Zerto fight. I watched the one before live, and again, it's just they just put him up against these guys that are tailor made for him. So Bevel, I got you know what here. I got the odds. Let me bring him up. Bevel is a minus four hundred, which I mean I think that that's going in the parlay. <laughs> um, the over-under rounds, this, this was a little bit surprising to me. The over-under rounds was 10.5, minus 400 on the over. Um, and Bevel, where'd it go? Did I not? Oh, they didn't give me the uh, on the cards and, and all that stuff. Oh, crap. Um, I, thought I thought I had that, but I don't. Hold on. Why don't you why don't you say something cool while I pull this up? Uh Bivol is going to own this guy. <laughs> um I said cool. <laughs> um What's really compelling is did you see what Bivol, Bivol said about if he gets if he gets through uh Zerto? Uh no. He's like his his priority is uh Undisputed with uh, better be of versus a Canelo rematch, which is just awesome to hear. Oh, you know what? Why? This is strange. This is like in a different format. Um, Bevel by decision minus one eighty five. Bevel by stoppage plus three eighty plus two thousand draw. Hmm. Zer- Zerto decision plus six fifty. Zerto KO plus six hundred. Um. I, I would I honestly wouldn't be a hundred percent shocked if Zerdo finished him off in the first half of the fight. Bivol. Oh, sorry, yeah, Bivol finished off Zerdo in the first half of the fight. Yeah, yeah, I I think it goes a distance. I I um. What's over? What's over on our rounds? Ten and a half. Yeah. Yeah. With minus four hundred to the over. I so it's it's a heavy favorite to the over, but I wouldn't be maybe I I don't know. I guess so. I just don't think he has good defense. I think Bivol's going to wear him down and like get. I think he'll get him late, at least. But he might catch him with a big one early. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm expecting domination. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, but that it for boxing this week. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So the next thing to talk about is this World Series that is going on. Yeah, baby. Let's roll. Uh, it's the it's bottom of the ninth here in game four. The Phillies have zero hits. Amongst um, three different, or four, I guess we're on four different pitchers now. Yeah, yeah. So, but still. Uh, 
Yeah, man. Uh, we had a pretty pretty in-depth, probably the most in-depth baseball we've done, maybe outside of our first season preview where we were just getting our feet wet. Uh, that's a ball. You suck, umpire. Um, yeah, uh, I picked Phillies in six. I forget what your prediction was. Uh, I mean, that still is not play. Game one, uh, Phil's down 5 nothing in Houston. They rally back. They win 6-5 in extras. Game two, fall down 5 nothing again. Uh, they eat that to 5-2. and two, Or five. they lose 5-2. Last night, first home game, I was there, my brother. Uh, it was electric. Uh, Phillies hit five home runs in five innings. They win 7 nothing. Uh, Ranger Suarez was just incredible. Um, and what's crazy is now, now, so now tonight, you really have a chance to step on the throats here of Houston. And they've now had it twice. So if the Phillies end up losing the World Series, like you can point to two, these two, two games. Game two, you have your, your ace on the mound in Zach Wheeler, and he absolutely shits the bed, gives up five runs and like four innings. Like, I get it. Houston's got a good lineup, but you're supposed to be the guy. You know, can't shit the bed. Like, you go up 2-0, coming back to Citizen Bank Park, like, it's over. Like, they're, they're not, maybe they don't sweep, but it, it, it's over in five. And then tonight, you're up 2-1. You've got your other so-called ace on the mound in Aaron Nola and arrested bullpen. And Nola doesn't get through 67 pitches, loads the bases, and then Alvar- or Alvarado comes in, who's been lights out, hits <laughs> hits hits his fir- first pitch, hits uh What's his face? Who's, I'm already out of, out of names. Who's the big monster on uh, Houston that terrifies me every time he steps up? Uh, Tucker? No, no, no. He's, no they're, they're... Uh, Ger- uh, Alvarez? Alvarez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's too many Alvarezes and Alvarados here <laughs> in this World Series. Like, first pitch hits Alvarez in the back, run comes in, and then, you know, doubles and singles, like, you know, and now you're getting no hit. So now you're going, now 2-2. Two, two, Going into CBP and you're it's Noah Syndergaard versus Justin Verlander tomorrow. So, you know, you had two chances to really step on this team's throat, and you didn't get it done. And you're two, and it was your two aces. The only reliable pitcher has been Ranger Suarez, which is insane. So, you know, I'm, I'm still confident. Again, Bryce, you know, hits a huge two-run homer to start the game off last night. Um, but again, we talked about it on the pod last week. Like his output through the first 11 games or whatever it was, like it's just not sustainable for a guy to be hitting like 400 to be hitting 480 and stuff like that. So like these other guys, they got to, you know, the Castellanos Schwartz, like all these dudes got to step up and start hitting. Uh, it's a big game. You know, we're recording here on Wednesday night, so It'll be Thursday. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very stressful game from start to finish here. So I still, I'm still going to still going to say the Phil's pull off, pull off the magic and, and wrap it up. But if not, you can. It's not. It's not. It won't be hard to figure out why. Two aces shit the bed, uh, and this is Nola, you know, who was so good for a six-game stretch here for the Phillies. His last three postseason games, he's given up. Uh, he's had just huge crooked innings. Four or gives up a four-nothing lead to the Padres. Gets absolutely crushed in Game One of the World Series. They rally back to win, but he gives up five runs in three innings, and then uh, and then tonight just. 67 pitches, like, frustrating, man, frustrating stuff. Well, you're still in it. Yeah, no, like I said, I'm not going to, not going to, I can't, can't lose the faith now. It's just, you know, you got to, when you're, when you're playing, when you're, when you're, 
when you're when you're not the better team roster wise, uh, you gotta be able to step on the throat in these key situations in, in every sport. And you gotta you, know, pull, you gotta pull Fred Durst, and you know gotta have faith. Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. Um. Well, you know what? Back in the uh, back in the day, what the 1960 World Series isn't that when the Pirates played the Yankees and went seven games and. The Yankees outscored the Pirates by like 18, but the Pirates won the series four to three. That's Something pretty like that. wild. It's pretty wild. Walk off home run by Bill Mazeroski. Wasn't that it? I think um, so. That 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 70 year history is uh, definitely definitely making me feel pretty good about it. Yeah, it happens. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um. So, anything else you want to say about the World Series before we move on? Nah, I mean, I think that covers it all. Like I said, we got three games, three games to roll. By the time we record episode 109, Drew, we will know. We'll, we'll have – you'll either be having another championship to celebrate or you'll just be super bitter and hating the Astros even more. Oh, man. Yeah. Not to ratchet up the stress level or anything. Uh, uh, my, my stress level is pretty calm. Like I said, you just – Calmer than you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 two kill shots. Yeah, just it just it's just disappointing. So, All but right. hey, man, let's ride. Phillies Nation, let's, let's let's ring cheese. Let's ring. There you go. Phillies country. Let's ring. Is that what, is that a thing? Uh, I think that's what uh, our friend of the pod Teddy had suggested was a thing. Hmm. But he's a huge jinx, so I haven't used that at all. I like it. So, but it's like the the new one I came up with today for uh for for the for the Seton Hall University Pirates Pirates Country. Let's sail. <laughs> yes, let's go. Wait, be, what, what, be... do you, what do you call a uh, a group of pirates? A gaggle. A uh, uh, what? A bunch of shipmates. Is that what it is? A uh, a crew, pirates crew. Oh, uh, crew. Let's sail. Let's sail. Okay. Uh, nice. Well, now that we have the tagline for the college hoop season, um, how about we talk about the NFL trade trade deadline and and our picks? Alrighty. Uh, what trades jumped out at you? Now, look, we're not we're not freaking knock off Adam Schefter's here and knock off Michael Irvin's or whoever the hell else. Like, we're not gonna go trade by trade and give grades and all that crap. Uh, but we'll just say like, I'll I'll just say this. I'll start. And I I get that this doesn't necessarily fit, but Roquan Smith goes to the Ravens for a second round pick, right? Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool goes to the Bears for a second-round pick. Could we possibly have just swapped Chase Claypool for Roquan Smith, like, <laughs> and just cut the picks out? Like, now, now I get it. Roquan Smith wants a big deal, and we already have the highest-paid defense in the league, the Steelers. Yeah. So, like, what are you gonna do? Go pay a middle linebacker like big money again, like? But at the same time, I don't know. He's a pretty damn good player. <laughs> yeah, and now and now you got to go against him. And we kind of like need that position filled. So, um, yeah, 
thought, just a thought. I don't know. Uh, any other thoughts on the uh, – what are your thoughts on the uh, trades? You know, I thought – obviously McCaffrey to San Fran is, uh, you know, is probably – Yeah, we ta- I think we talked about that last week, right? I – yeah. I, I just – I think that that is – that's the trade that will likely have the biggest impact on the playoffs – if I had to guess, but like, I was pretty surprised Miami gave up a first round pick for Chubb, for Bradley Chubb. Yeah, that's um, a good point. After they just gave up a shit ton of picks to get Tyree Kill, I mean, well, you're that's true. They, well, they, they what did it say? Oh, there, there's the no hitter. Um, it was um, that's that's nuts. No hitter in, in the World Series. Um. Amongst amongst three pitchers, not not one pitcher. Second no hitter, first first combined. The last was the Don Larson's perfect game in 1956. That's nuts. What what's nuts is like normally a no hitter, people are celebrating and going nuts, but like they still have to win the rest of the championship. So it's like the most subdued no hitter celebration I've ever seen. It's just. <laughs> Like well, because no, it's not one it's not one guy, so it's like it's not yeah, I mean he, Yeah, but he, I've seen combined no hitters before where people freak out, so I that yeah, I mean that's silly to me, but yeah, I hear you. Any hoodles. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh uh Miami. So they gave up or I'm sorry, they acquired a bunch of picks just by moving back so that the Niners could uh acquire Trey Lance. And I, you know, I saw someone tweet that it was they took those three first round picks and acquired Tyree Hill. J- they drafted Jalen Waddle, and then they acquired Bradley Chubb. So basically, for giving up Trey Lance, they got those three guys. So pretty, pretty good. Yes. Uh, what else? And I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Buffalo. Like again, they need um. They went go, go and get Naheen Hines. I don't know. I mean, what's what? Like, what was the point of that? I don't know. That doesn't. I I would uh, if you're Buffalo, and again, I I said this in our opening, uh, you know, go for two segment. Like, I feel like this is a do or die year for them. And while the league is so wide open because there's so many bad football teams, and you're really just going like, you really just have to compete with the Chiefs. I probably would have tried a little bit harder to get a more impactful running back, whether whether it was Kareem Hunt, uh, whether it was you going after CMC. I don't know. I, I Hines, does that that do anything for you? Does that move no, the needle? I, I would have liked them see. I would have liked to see them go get the combination of James Robinson and Naheem Hines. I, that would have been interesting. I think. I think James Robinson has some untapped potential there. He, he's kind of showed flashes. And put him in a good offense and give him a good 15, 18 carries, and then you bring Hines in there to spell for, like, seven carries and seven catches. I, I think that could have been way more dynamic than, you know, the Devin uh, Singletary. I always get Devin Singletary and, Dave, and David Montgomery. I don't know why. I always, I always like, conflate them. Hmm. Any, anyway. Um, That's weird because one one sucks and one kind of doesn't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I think I think that w- would have you know because James Robinson, you know, it's not like he was all that expensive. Went went to the Jets. Um, 
which I, it, that even intrigues me a little bit. But then, like, James Robinson, even if he does well, like, he's going to be in the same spot next year once Brees Hall gets healthy. He's just going <laughs> to... Just gonna yeah. be like stuck again on the like on a deep roster. So, um, I I, I would have yeah I, I get what you're saying with uh, Buffalo for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So again, I think that the uh, I I I think that the most impactful one is just gonna be is gonna be CMC to uh to the Forty ers I mean, obviously, J- I mean Jimmy G is still you know. Is he going to burn you in a big spot in the playoffs on a must? Absolutely. On a, on a yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but maybe having CMC there makes it a little bit easier for him to be able to manage stuff. So. Yeah, true. But that's really it. Like, again, I don't think any other trade really uh, – I mean, really going to the Jacks, to, to Jacksonville was kind of fun just because he's not – he can't play for the whole year. But Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Well, let's make our picks. Uh, how did we do last week? Uh, not good. You know what? I just realized Jacksonville played in the morning, mm-hmm. and and I I looked up. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna call a Jacksonville bar the night before, and like a bar next to the stadium the night before the game closed at 10 p.m. And I was it was like 9:59 when I looked it up, and I was like, what? I was like. And then, like, the next morning came around, and I was like, well, I'm not calling them on Sunday morning if they're not even open at 10 p.m. The night, on the Saturday night. And then I didn't call them. So, whoops. I, 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 I really got to call one of these bars. I got to connect with one of these bars one of these times. I, I'm really starting to question, like, is Pittsburgh the only place where, like, the bars around the stadium are just, like, degenerates, like, nonstop, like, in and around a game? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, anyway... Two beers nation. Let's pick. Uh, wait. Well, how did we do last week? Uh, we were one, one out of four. The only game we got right was King Henry. The Whoops. Jets. We had the Jets lost. The Giants. Giants lost. Uh, uh, did we go? I thought we went Bengals, but maybe you talked me out of it. Maybe we didn't I, even pick I a did, fourth I game. Did. No, we did. I talked you out of the Bengals. Um, oh, Raiders. We did? Yeah. Oh, that's is that good? Uh, I mean, they lost 24 nothing. so... Yeah. No. Not good. Um, okay. Well, let's write the ship. All right. What games are you looking at this week? Uh, this week, um, it's a big line, but I'd almost take. E- I almost want to take the Eagles over the Texans, thirteen and a half. That's just big. On the on Thursday night. I mean, Houston's so bad, and the Eagles look so good. That just I don't know. I like Baltimore on Monday night going into state going into New Orleans, giving two and a half. Monday wait, Monday night, Baltimore. To Baltimore's favored by two and a half. I like the I like the Ravens there. Okay. Um. That's really all. I mean, that's really all I really like. Okay. What do you well, got? You got anything good? Like it's just not like like all these teams suck. Like these teams are so bad. Like 
Bengals, Bengals minus seven should be money against Carolina, but like I don't know, are the Bengals even good? No, no. So like no, I don't, but I don't, I don't trust. I still don't trust the Panthers to cover that. Um, no, no. There's uh, a handful of of games to look at here. Seahawks, Cardinals. Cardinals are one and a half point favorites at home. I, man, I I don't know. I I really think the Seahawks will cover the one and a half. Okay. But uh, that that's an option. Um, I'm kind of wondering about the under in the Patriots Colts game, 39 and a half. I'm kind of wondering hmm. if the, if that if the under hits there, because like they don't, they're not going to score. Um, the Packers are three and a half point favorites against the Lions. I'm kind of thinking the Lions, be just because I I wouldn't mind the over in that game. Quite honestly, 49 and a half. The Lions have been scoring a bunch. I think they go tit for tat with the Packers, quite honestly. Like, even if the Packers win, the Packers win by a field goal, Lions cover. I mean, uh, and then the Titans on the road versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus 12. Like, I guess it's a matter of is Ryan Tannehill coming back because, like, the the Titans don't suck. They're five and two, the same as the Chiefs, a twelve-point favorite. Hmm. And and if and if Ryan Tannehill actually plays, that line will come way down to like five points. Like you can get like, you can you could potentially get like a seven-point swing on there if Ryan Tannehill plays. So now I'm gonna go to Twitter and look up Ryan Tannehill to see if he's playing because that's that's how I do it. Ryan Tannehill. What do you think, Drew? I just, I mean, it's just sad how bad all these teams suck. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, King Henry hasn't let us down, though. Maybe, 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 I mean, maybe we just keep rolling, keep riding the Titans. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Titans country, let's run. I do like that. I mean, I'm glad, like I said, the Raiders is really the only one I like. The Raiders? Not the Raiders, the Ravens, sorry. Oh, yeah, okay, the Ravens, fine. Titans, lock it up. Eagles, that's fine, too. I, I mean, I wasn't going to make that an official pick, but if we need four, I guess I feel more comfortable about that than any other one. And the Lions. All right, let's do it. Titans, Lions, Ravens, Eagles. Love it. Okay. That I'm sure that'll end well. <laughs> um all right. Now time for the NASCAR pit stop. Vroom, 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 vroom. It's gonna be a little bit more than a minute because we are here. The championship race. You know, I don't I don't even want to do the countdown. Take your time, because this was a big weekend. You were excited about it, so the floor is yours, Jordan. Exactly. So I, I got a lot here. Um last week was Martinsville. Martinsville, again, did not let us down. So it was mostly a boring race, and then the finish was just it 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 ended up lending itself to one of 
my favorite things I've seen in any sport ever. Um, okay, so a couple things going on here, right? And the broadcast struggled to call them both at the same time because there was the eighth and seventh place guys going for the lead at the end. Briscoe was in eighth. Bell was in seventh. They both had to win. They had to win the race in order to advance to the championship. They didn't have enough points, but if you win, you advance. So Briscoe stayed out on old tires, so he wasn't going to get enough grip to really hold the lead. Keselowski, who was not in the playoffs, bumped him to get him out of the way, but then Keselowski couldn't make the pass, but uh, Christopher Bell did make the pass. And this was all within like a five-lap span. That was thrilling. While that was going on, the points race for the final fourth spot in the championship came down to Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain, and they were really battling out. Chastain was ahead of Hamlin, and with like 10 to go, like Hamlin passes Chastain. But Chastain really only had to stay within like four spots of Hamlin, but he couldn't do it. He kept getting passed. So as the battle for the lead is going on, there's this tension going on about Chastain staying within a certain amount of points of Hamlin to make the playoffs and Hamlin overtaking him. And this is where it gets interesting because this is, mind you, a half-mile track. It's small. It is very sharp turns. Think of what a paperclip looks like. Those are the turns. Ross Chastain just goes... Leroy Jenkins, Mario Kart level, slams the wheel to the right into the wall and hits the accelerator down to the floor. He set a record for the fastest lap ever at that at that track, and he was just counting on – he just did Jesus take the wheel. He, he was counting on the wall to keep him straight, and it did. And so all of a sudden he passes up like a whole gaggle of dudes – including Hamlin, like, right in the final, like, five seconds. And it, 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 the replay looks like it's fake. It looks like one car is going way faster than the others, because it is. And he vaults his way into the championship. And Denny Hamlin is knocked out. It was incredible. I stood there. I, I kind of, I don't, I don't, I know, I know I yelled. I don't know what I yelled. I stood there with my mouth open for a good 10 minutes and I was just, I was in shock for like 30 minutes. Now they're probably going to have to outlaw that maneuver simply be. And and at first I thought that was the stupidest thing in the world to to suggest that they needed to outlaw that maneuver. But if you think about it, the next time they go there and people need to protect their, say like the 15th place guy does that. Everybody in front of him is going to have to also wreck their card and and do that maneuver simply to hold their positions, and that's extremely dangerous, and NASCAR doesn't want that. So probably going to have to outlaw the maneuver moving forward. But, man, it was thrilling. I couldn't believe it. It, And and so many NASCAR fans are just sour grapes. Yeah, go kick rocks. Like, it, it was awesome. It was so cool. Um. All right. But so that that gets us to the championship week. Uh, just to recap where we were on the year, um, we had eight wins. We're minus five coming into the championship. 
Um, I went back and did the tally. We had 11 second-place finishes. Now, wow. gra- granted, three of those we had the first and second. So three of those 11-place finishes, we ha- we actually did have the winner. But there were eight instances where we had the second-place finish and, and came away with nothing. You give you nothing, Lebowski. Nothing. We believe in nothing. Um, as far as the sport itself, it was a crazy year. Uh, there was a tie for the most individual winners ever in a season. Uh, the new, newly engineered car was mostly a flop. Uh, some races it worked, some races it didn't. But the biggest thing about it was it just it's just not safe. Like, man, it's like a freaking scary car. There's so many like, single-car wrecks. There was more single car wrecks and concussions this year than like the past five years. It was, it was not good. So I don't know what the hell they're gonna do, but they gotta fix that. Um, all right. So coming into this week, it's championship is in Phoenix this year. It's a one mile track with low banking trioval. The championship four are Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, and Ross Chastain. Logano is the veteran. He's a Penske. Chase Elliott, fan favorite. Drew, he won the championship two years ago in the Hooters car. Hooters. Christopher Bell, he's he won like twice and to sneak his way into the next round of the playoffs, including the championship. He's Joe Gibbs Racing. Ross Chastain, he was on fire to start the year, went away, then came on strong at the end, pulled that crazy maneuver to get in the championship. He's track house racing. They're the David to everyone else's Goliath. So... Uh, earlier this year, they did have a race here earlier this year. Briscoe won it. Ross Chastain was in second. Chase Elliott was competitive. Down to our final bets. Uh, we actually have a futures bet outstanding on Chase Elliott to w- to win the championship. And if he does, that nets us 15 bucks. So we're not going to bet on him. We're going to put a buck on each of the other championship guys. Bell's plus 300. Chastain's plus 400. Logano's plus 400. A non-championship driver can still win the race. Um, you know, it's still a full field. But these guys are just racing. Like, they only need to keep track of the other championship drivers. And the, and of those four guys, whoever finishes in the best position is the champion. So they could finish fifth in the championship race. And as long as they beat the other three championship guys, they're the champion for the year. Love it. Uh, that's where we are. NASCAR pit stop. Okay. Now getting to the parlay. I say, Drew, we go with Bevel for the win, minus 400. Agreed. We, we lost again last week. It's getting frustrating. Um, where do you, where do, what do you like? I mean, these, I mean, these fo- football, it's just bad football, man. Just can't, <sighs> can't predict it. Uh, I like the Ray. I still want to go Ravens. Even my hockey was not, not failed me this week. I'm gonna give hockey a rest this week. Nice. Yeah, should I like the do, Ra- Should we just do two, or do you want to do three? Nah, let's do three. Let's just let's just keep it going. Okay. Um, should we just should we just live bet the Astros to jinx them? Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. Ravens, Bivol. Throw right. throw one more out there. I'm gonna get squirrely and go to college football. Am I allowed to do that? Say that again. So can I get squirrely and go to college football? Do whatever. It's your pick, man. You do what you want. Um, you sure? Uh, it's your pick. I picked mine. 
Okay. Um, Tennessee's ranked number one versus Georgia. Oh my gosh, I'm no, I'm staying away from that. Go Georgia, go dogs. Um, I really want a good big Big Twelve game to pick the over. Uh, how about we go? I want to say the over in Texas, Kansas State, but didn't Kansas State just shut out? They just shut out Oklahoma State. No, forget that. I'm staying away from that. Oh, uh, Lord. I guess this is what happens when you talk yourself out of, like, five picks. You just don't know what to pick. Um, Help me out, Drew. What, 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 what do we want? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. King Henry? King Henry. Just no, keep... no. Nah, 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 nah. Let's do the Eagles. 13 and a half? Yeah. 13 right. and a half, 14. Yeah, let's do that. So, uh, Bivol, Eagles the cover, Ravens the cover. Let's do that. All right. Lock huh. it in. All right. If you didn't finish your beer, finish it. And Oh, no. Sh- shout out to him while we finish our beer, Drew. You got any shout out to him? Uh... It was going to be Aaron Rodgers with that ridiculous quote that Teddy sent us, but uh, apparently that wasn't a real quote. So uh, I don't particularly have one. Errol, Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. <laughs> instead, of, instead of getting the fight done, they do all these social media things and just chirp each other on social media. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to them, man. <sighs> all right. Let's assume positions. For the world-famous two-brew salute, num- beer number two. Ready? Three, two, one. Ah. I'm just sipping on my whiskey, sipping on my whiskey. Um, I forget how good these beers are, dude. These Weihenstaufner original premiums, these these Bavarian beauties. Um, man, they're so good. Um. They're just they're just like the perfect representation of a beer. Hell yeah. Um All right. Did you have any memes of the week? I know I know there was a couple going around in our group chats. Which we forgot to do it last week. Uh what was the meme of the week that we had? There was two or three and I I was counting on you to I had to, I had to delete most of my group chats because uh, a video I sent of the Harper Hummer last night basically deactivated anyone if there was anyone with a non iPhone in the chat, uh, the group chat got the link the the links got broken so I had to delete most of them. Teddy Teddy sent us a good one. It was uh, musicians. What if nobody wants to listen to my music? Podcasters. Yeah, so I'm at the supermarket the other day and the cashier's really taking her time. Oh shit! I hate that, bro. And it's like. The the uh, the sheep uh, sheep. What are these dogs called? Like the Doge Doge dogs or whatever. Uh, I'm and not it, sure. It's just podcasters saying stupid. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, but then that was trumped by another one, and I what the fuck? I can't remember it. Oh well. I liked it. That was a good one. Outside of uh, our inside fantasy uh, memes that I crushed with uh, with you making another another trade with me and Walter White, but we'll leave that in the back burner. Um, 
may there there was a lot of really good uh spirit halloween costumes and maybe this was it the fo football qb costume fun size and it's just like uh, sh short ass kyler murray down there and it says includes headband uh xxs uh, you know d double small jersey and a video game controller controller does not include film study kid size costume i got a kick out of that one a lot of good yeah a lot of a lot of good ones with the halloween costumes um okay but we're gonna keep beer two pretty light this week although i did uh, i'm gonna throw this at you curveball curve it um oh wait i'm, I'm gonna get this actor's name right uh sorry um Liam Hemsworth taking oh, over man. for Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia. I wonder if we'll ever find out and what the, happened the there. Do you think he wanted more money, or do you think he just wanted to do something else? Um, I, I don't know. I heard that uh, – well, I mean, apparently he is going to come back to do Superman. I have not watched Black Adam with The Rock, but apparently there's some interplay with those two guys there now. But I don't know why that would bother the Witcher. I, I heard I was it your brother? Because if he's into it more than we are, like the the lore of it. But I feel like the writers aren't thrilled with it. like they're like they they I don't know like the creators aren't like fully invested in the show like he is. So he was just like, all right, I'm out. I, I'm not really sure. I don't think I I think it was more of a, a a him just like like if everybody's not all in, then I'm not all in. But it has been rumored. I, but I also don't think they're anywhere near this point that for Game of Thrones, for the House of the Dragon, depending on how they want to do this, the the very first conqueror is Aegon Geralt of River. <laughs> well, Aegon the first who drives Balerion, the Black Dread Dragon is like depicted in the books as this like muscular, long, blonde haired warrior who, yes, looks just like. Geralt, Geralt, uh, Geralt. Geralt, and everybody's like the real hot, the real hot takes on Twitter over the last week have been like they need to get Henry Cavill uh, at all costs to play this role. But that's like so far down the rabbit hole of going because they'd have to be. <laughs> you're alive. I mean, wow, they'd, they'd have they'd have to basically they, they, you know they'd have to basically pause the direction of the show and go back a hundred years, which they're not gonna do. So. I don't know. I think it was just you know a creative creative differences between the writers and him, and he was like, "Yeah, we got three seasons. Out. I, I I did my three. We're we're gonna wrap this up." Uh, Liam Helmsworth. That's a. Ugh. Ugh. Like that's the that's the best that's that that's the best we could do. Yeah, not not great. Ugh. I mean, why not just go Zac Efron at that point? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, not, 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 not great, man. Not. Just, just somehow introduce Millie Bobby Brown and just, just sprinkle that dust and bring it all back. I mean, what, what, what it, it, am, are we just so in love with the show? Like, is there something, is Al, is Alec Draymond not, just not a good actor? Like, why, why, why isn't he getting, like, any... Any roles in anything? Oh, Alexander Draymond. Oh, from The Last Kingdom. Yeah, like he was. I mean, like, like he probably like, is in like Finland. But like, wouldn't that be? Um, wouldn't that be like a pretty? That would be 
that would that would get the people going. Like you already somewhat have a relationship with Netflix. Like he's Jack, just throw some blonde hair on him. Like he already, like he already kind of licks the part. I don't know. Like to me, like that would make a ton of sense. Alexander but, Draymond. Yeah, my uh, my my wife would approve of that one. Yeah. Um. What's he? I'm I'm pulling up his IMDb page now. What is? What is he? Up to? Draymond? Yeah. Nothing. You're right. That, Absolutely nothing. That's what I'm saying. Is he just? Is like, he other than other than Seven Kings Must Die? But that's they're done. That though they're done filming that. Like, is he just a bad actor and we don't know it because we love we love Uhtred in The Last Kingdom? I don't know. Uh, like like Liam. I don't know. I, I don't think that guy, like, it's not, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not Chris Helmsworth. Like, is Liam Helmsworth going to bring in, like, a, a different crowd that watches The Witcher? No. Yeah, it's, it, it, weak sauce there. Weak sauce. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Um, wait, he was already in there for one episode as Geralt? Who was? Who was? L- Liam Hemsworth. Really? Apparently, I d- I have his IMDb page up here. Uh maybe he did the voice of something or a flashback that I'm not recalling. Yeah, I don't know. It says one episode, 2019. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's, weak sauce. Just weak was, sauce. That was some disappointing news, but. That's not the gist of Beer 2 this week. What we did for Beer 2 this week is I told Drew, look, you you got a lot on your plate. You got the World Series. All the Philly teams are just driving him nuts because they're all awesome. So I said, why don't we talk about movies involving Philly sports? Drew will have a top five, and I'll do Pittsburgh sports for a top five. And so it's a little bit of a mixed bag of a top five, but we'll comment on each other's list and, and go from there. Love it, man. Now, mine is a little bit different because it's not necessarily a sports movie. It just kind of mentions sports. So, And okay. maybe yours is the same way, maybe not. I don't know. My, mine are all sports, and I, I kept it. There were a few good ones that I haven't seen, so I didn't put them on the list because I only went with ones. That, like, for example... Silver Linings Playbook. I don't give a shit about the Eagles, so, like, I didn't watch it. Yeah. But, like, I know everybody loves that movie. Well, not everybody, but that's a pretty well-respected movie, but it didn't make my list since I did yeah. not see it. Got it. All right. Well, um, well, how do you want to do this? Do you... Uh, you want me to give them my Pittsburgh list and then discuss and then your Philly list? No, nah, we can just go. Just keep it keep it rolling. Five, five, go... five? Yeah, let's go five, five, and five, man. All right. Um, I'll go first. Sudden okay. death for Pittsburgh. Great John Claude Van Damme flick. JVD. So many great action flicks in Pittsburgh. Uh, really? Like what else? Uh, Sweet Girl. That made my number one. <laughs> I hope so. I'll be disappointed if it didn't. Uh, friend of the pod, Jason Mimosa. Um, wh- what else? Uh, there is I, a lot of there is a lot of action flicks. I guess I guess that's my only two. But <laughs> all right, um, what's your number five for Philly? 
Uh, so obviously it's going to be very, very Rocky centric, but like, so I had to, I narrowed it down to the films where they primarily take place in Philly and like, they're not. So Rocky three and Rocky four, which arguably are two of the most, uh, fan friendly movies in the series got disqualified because Rocky, Rocky three, a lot of it takes place in LA while he's training with uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky four, obviously is most known for Vegas, where Apollo Creed, God rest his soul, dies, and uh, obviously in Russia. So, uh, hey, I went Rocky point. Balboa at five. What's that? It's a good point. Good point. So I went Rocky Balboa at five. Uh, I, I think this is an underrated film. You know, this well, I after, love that movie. It was so good. Like Rocky, so Rocky Five obviously shit the bed for various reasons. That came out I think in ninety one. This movie comes out in two thousand seven. I believe two seven or oh seven or nine. Um, so you know we get sixteen years. Stallone, super jacked, gets just back to his roots of playing Rocky. Bell, you know, just playing Rocky. Um, you know, the only you know he's got the relationship with his son. He gets back in the ring. The only thing was uh, Mason the Line Dixon, played by Antonio Tarver, probably could have upped the villain a little bit got a better you know i i always say that man that would have been awesome for like roy jones jr to have played the heel in that movie um but you know they went tarver uh it, it you know that that was that's really the only downside i have to uh to the film that he just he wasn't heelish enough uh for me so but okay. you know maybe maybe they were working on a matrix uh prequel with roy jones at the time yeah um, four fourzies what do you got a fourzies um, so I cheated a little bit. This one okay. actually doesn't have sports in it. Okay. Because there was, let me say the ones I didn't say that did have sports in it. Okay. Um, I've never seen the fish that saved Pittsburgh. I, I re- it's, it's almost unforgivable for me. Um, Drew, if you're not familiar with that one, it came out in the seventies and like Julius Irving's in it. Um, so I really, no. yeah, I, I need to see that, but I haven't. Um, did not put um, Mean Girl or whatever that movie is you like in there. Baby Girl. Sweet uh, Girl? Sweet Girl, yeah. Um, and there were a couple others. But for my number four, even though there, I don't believe there's any sports in this. Um, Night of the Living Dead. Had to, had to throw just a random-ass zombie in there. So, sorry, but I had to. Okay, love it. Uh, That's an action movie. Yeah. Right? It is. Uh, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is Invincible with uh, Mark Wahlberg, who plays Vince Papali, who's just a out-of-work school teacher who walks on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, and mainly, I, I just really like the cast in it. Wahlberg, you know, I'm a big Wahlberg guy. Uh, I think he got, actually, I think he got nominated for an Oscar for this. Um, he's really good in it. Uh, Greg Kinnear, who plays, um, oh my God, who's the, who's the coach then? Dick Vermeil, he's excellent in it. Uh, story, it's fun. Story's good, and again, Wahlberg is just like, you know, even though he's from Boston, he's a very he comes off as a very Philly Philly type guy. So Invincible took my number four. Nice. Um, Another movie that didn't make my list that I just haven't seen, Warrior with Tom Hardy. That, that was filmed in Pittsburgh. Interesting. 
Sorry about that. Was that a good one? Well, I think it's interesting. Well, I didn't. I, I I didn't have that on the list, but like they actually count that as like a Philly movie. To it was it was funny because oh, I, I well I made my list and I'm like, all right, well let me let me see what the internet says. And Warrior was on here because I guess they're from like I don't know if it says that maybe it was filmed in Pittsburgh, but they try to make it seem like they're they grew up like where they're filming Is some of right? the, the scenes. It's like in like the burbs of uh, Pennsylvania. And like the fight, the main the main fight, uh, Sparta, is in Atlantic City. So like oh. I'm like I'm like you're really pressing like the whole Philly thing. But I mean that's fine. Yeah, I mean I, if if that's if that's true, yeah, I mean that movie's awesome. I can't believe you haven't seen it. It's incredible. Um, so I haven't seen it. But what did make my number three is Slapshot. So good. And now- good choice. Again, it's it's to your point. It's not necessarily in Pittsburgh. It's Johnstown, which is you know what hour hit that John hour, hour and a half ish outside of Pittsburgh. But uh, um, I mean, if you haven't seen Slapshot, my goodness, go see it. Paul Newman, so good. Great. You go to the box and you feel shame. Love it. Uh, what's your number three? Uh, Rocky one going with the original. Um, you know, I, I think from a, a movie perspective, it's probably the best film of the, uh, of the Rocky, the Rocky yeah. series. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of love story. Cause you know, a lot of, you know, Rocky one's somewhat of a love story with him and Adrian in it. So that's why I have another one ranked ahead of it for, my my favorites in the uh, in the rewatchability perspective, but you know the original Rocky can't beat it, and you know obviously it'll always be famous for you know only having a nine hundred thousand dollar budget and winning Academy Award for Best Picture. Nice, nice. Um, my number two. She's out of my league. So good, Stater Kirky. How's it going in there? <laughs> I just love that movie. I, I adore it, that movie. One of the most underrated comedies of the last 20 years. It really is. Um, you know, uh, big Penguins fans. There's a big Penguins, a couple Penguin scenes in it. That woman is completely smoking hot. Molly, that. That's too bad she thought and she, she needed. And she did, yeah. like, nothing after after that. Yeah, she, like. Yeah, she lost like thirty pounds for some reason, and she just—I don't know—she fell off the face. Of the After earth. that movie, she lost a lot of weight. Yeah, she was, she uh, was skinny as a rail. Yeah, she lost a lot of weight. Um, Aww. The last time, the last time I saw her, I didn't even remember seeing her. Was uh, she? She had like a two two episodes in uh, in Entourage, and they didn't even. She didn't even make the movie, which like I'm pretty sure every character made the movie. So, <laughs> uh. um, good old Molly. Yeah, it's a great great movie. I said Bruchel. Right, Jay Bruchel plays the main character. He's just awkward. Like he's got to be in the right role because of just how his like what his comedy is. But he he's just so great. And yeah, and uh, I always forget Stainer's actual name, the actor. But uh, you know, T.J. Miller. Bach, yeah, T.J. Miller, Ehrlich Bachman, Stainer, Stainer. What? Stainer. It's a, just a nondescript uh, nickname. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's so good. The way, the way he's always like trashing. Kirky's ex-girlfriend, and then she shows up, and then he just like doubles down. Uh, yo, ha- yo, <laughs> yo, house ball. I'm rolling here. House ball. What is? Oh, 
Great, great seed. Oh, man. All these people are bowling in the alley, and my friend Kirk is such a distraction to your league play. Fucking roll, then. TSA, motherfucker. Oh. Oh, yeah, man. I really want to see what this what this woman's in now. She's uh, she hasn't she did nothing in in 2022. Yeah, as I'm saying, she hasn't she hasn't done a ton. What's her What's the actress's name? Um, the actress is Alice Eve. Yeah, Alice Eve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just didn't do a ton. This is interesting. It says born 1981 slash 1982. Interesting. So either she was born on New Year's Eve, right right at the crack of midnight, or I mean, is she, she, yeah, I would say she's British. So you think, is, you think she's some kind of gypsy or something that was just like born out in the cut and just like, they're not really sure. Of? I have no idea. Huh, man. I don't know. Um, she if was, I, if I were voting for the list, I'd probably give you the, the win just for Pat being able to have that on your list. Yeah. So, um, she was in some stuff. Oh, I forgot she was in Star Trek. Yeah. Um, Most people forget those Star Trek movies exist, even though I thought they were really good. I never watched them. I, I enjoy The first one is definitely very good. I was never a Trekkie. So I, I, I wasn't I, either. I, I, never remember, know, I, I, I never know, like, where I need to, like, enter the franchise. Like, where, like, where's a... Well, this is like a whole, they just restarted it all with these guys. Where do well, I catch the beginning of the story? Well, like, I remember, I remember I only saw that movie because... Uh, it came out when Blockbuster was going out of business, and I would just go to Blockbuster and get their used DVDs that were like five for twenty bucks, and that was one of the five that I got. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Chris Pine's hot. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll I'll spend two hours watching this dude and those beautiful eyes, and it was good. I was like, oh wow, this is actually like entertaining. She was in Black Mirror in 2016. Black Mirror is that the Netflix show? Yeah, that was like crazy. Yeah, which one was she in? Nosedive? What's does that have the episode description? That's the episode name, yeah. Well that's what I'm saying. Is there the does it have the first descri- first episode of the third series? Of yeah. the of the British version. Yeah, I don't know then. Me either. We don't really watch right. that. Those were good. Black Mirror? Yeah, I liked that. I, I would until they until they just They were kind of intense. They kind of ran out of stuff, and then once they brought Miley Cyrus into the fold, it was like, eh, this is kind of lame. But anyway. right, what's your number two? Uh, I went Creed, man. I went Creed. Creed one, obviously, because I think that one primarily again that one. I went the ones that actually really are ingrained in Philly. Um, really brought my love for boxing back after it went away for 15 years for the most part. Um, great, again, Coogler, great. Uh, came up with a great story. Michael B. crushes it. Stallone should have won the Academy Award. Got robbed for Best Supporting Actor. The story was great. The acting was great. The music, the pageantries, wow. Totally undersold. Uh, I think I, I said it a couple of weeks ago on a podcast. I might have seen it like 11, seven to ten times in the movies because I lived right down the street from a movie theater when it came out. And like I just kept going. It was like, well, got nothing else to do today. I should go see it. Four hours later, I'm like, nah, let me go see, let me go see Creed again. Just, just a great film. Really enjoyed it. Putting it at number two. All right, number one. I have <clears throat> the Dark Knight Rises. Cool. With Bane, uh, I'll allow it. 
I'll allow it. I mean, he takes over Heinz Field. It's just as much a cameo of a, of a of a Pittsburgh sports thing as any other. Like she's out of my league. Bain takes over Heinz Field. Cracks. Well, it I'm just I'm just saying like that actually took like they they actually used called like we're in Pittsburgh versus she's out of my league. They they were they 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 filmed it in Pittsburgh, but it was Gotham. It was Gotham City. I'll let you have it though. I'll let you have it. They have. Actual Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward in the movie. Like, how much more Pittsburgh do you want it to get? Uh, it. Go ahead. It's fine. I'm, I'm letting exact, you have it. It's Heinz Field. How could you not let me have it? They filmed it because it's not because like, they're not in the movie saying they're in Pittsburgh. They're saying they're in Gotham City. Yeah. What's that matter? Because it's not it's not taking place in Pittsburgh. It's taking place in Gotham. It's taking place in the fictional universe of Gotham City. Do, for do they say Pete's they're in sake. Pittsburgh in Baby Girl? Sweet, yes. No, they don't. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm giving. I'm gonna give it to you though. Uh, hi. As I was saying, Matt, Matt Canada ended up in that hole, so I'm gonna give it to you that Bane put in the he, middle the of the problem field. Problem is that he didn't end up. In oh, that good hole. call. I, if Bain came out of the of the turf of Heinz Field and snapped Matt Canada's neck, look, I, I don't. I'm not saying I want that to happen, but the Steelers' offense would climb ten places in the rankings if that did. Um, and I will say that uh, it was awesome. It was extremely good, and you got, you just got like Antoine Randall L returning the kick or whoever that was. Maybe it was Heinz Ward. And all of a sudden, you got Bane just, I will give you back your city, and snaps the guy's neck, and we're off to the races. So, uh, loved it. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe you're even just even poo-pooing that. But anyway, go ahead. I feel like it's, it's a tech, you're stretching that technicality there. Sure. But that's fine. Um... If it if it was filmed in Philly with with like Joel Joel Embiid, you'd be like, what? I don't I don't, what, I don't get it. I I would not, but that's okay. Um, my number one, I'm gonna go Rocky two. Uh, love Rocky two. Uh, slightly edge that over the first one. I just love the four out of your five Rockies. Uh, yes. All right. Well, I told you it was gonna be very Rocky centric. And because I couldn't, um, uh, it's so far. If I if I if I would have respected Warrior, I thought that was stretching it too much. I probably would have put Warrior at five over Rocky Balboa. But I just I okay. having watched Warrior so many times, I've never looked at it and been like, oh yeah, that's that's a Philly thing. Um, but any hoodles, yeah, uh, Rocky two, the rematch, the rematch of the century, Apollo Creed versus Rocky Balboa. Uh, had some more com, a little more comedy. They went a little more comedic uh, flair in some of this instead of as much, uh, you know, over overdoing the love story with Rocky and Adrian. Even though that's still in there, um, Paulie's great in it. Really comes out. Burt uh, Burt Young really uh, gets to show his chops in this one. Just being tied, just tied the room together. Yeah, he really tied the room together in this one. Um, you know, kind of kind of minium jokes going all over the board, and the fight was just uh, was just awesome in the ending. So. Rocky two takes my uh, my number one on the Philadelphia. The condominium jokes were in the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, what are you doing with your money? You want to, you should invest in condominiums. Condominiums, I never use them. 
I could have Gazo. Swore that was the fifth one, but I. Uh, you say, are you being serious? Well, isn't the fifth one where like his he he uh wait, wait is that five the, five is five is where he, his accountant steals all his money right and the most the most popular is, man isn't, in, isn't he like super rich and he like and then he needs to go back to his roots. Well, he loses all his money, so the only thing they got left is the gym and the old house in this in uh in in South Philly. Yeah, but isn't it, which one's the one with the robot? That's four. God, okay, damn it. Uh, see, I'm really confused now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, five five's the one where the most the the most popular man in the world who just who just ended the Cold War and avenged the death of beloved Apollo Creed can't get a uh, <laughs> can't, get a. Can't get a job. <laughs> he can't. Oh, I. Ah, oh, God, I'm butchering it. Oh man, what did I? Can't get a single commercial. Can't get a. Uh, can't get a single. A single advertising commercial because he was a. Because he. Because he was a lone shark before he became heavyweight champion of the world. Guys, guy. <laughs> two year. Two years after lone shark, he's, he's shadow boxing with Bert and Ernie. But no. But now after. After. After defeating Mother Russia, the guy. The guy can't even get a freaking car car dealership. Uh, <laughs> Uh, advertisement. Uh, God, so many things. I wish I could have just. I, I was only, I was only six at the time. But man, like I could, I could have just helped Stallone navigate through that movie so easily. <sighs> All right. So to recap, my list is Dark Knight Rises, She's Out of My League, Slapshot, Night of the Living Dead, and Sudden Death. And your list is. Uh. Did you just go top to bottom? Yes. Uh, Rocky two, Creed, Rocky one, Invincible, and Rocky Balboa. There it is. There it is, bro. All right, Drew. I feel like that was tight. Tight, taut. It was taut. All right. I got nothing else. You got anything else to add before we head off here? Go, Phils. Good luck. And on that note, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down, pull you that first round You got an open count, toss it out Everybody's cold right now Stir up the crowd, get you that second round Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud